You're tuned in with Spitting Hoops. It's Wednesday, May 17th, 2017. I'm Andy. As usual, I'm joined by Matt. Good evening, podcast listeners. All right, so let's talk some basketball. Let's talk some basketball. We watched a pretty fun game tonight. Fun because we like the Cavaliers. So do you want to talk about that series first, and we'll move on over to the West, talk about what's going on over there? Certainly. Cool. So I thought the Cavs kind of took care of business right away in the first quarter. They looked like a team that was fresh off some rest, and the Celtics looked like a team that was tired after a tough series. Right, and a lot of people, I'm sure, were expecting maybe them to be a little rusty. Cavs getting so much rest. Yeah, uh, I, I, know, I heard that rumor in the LeBron wind that they was, were going to be rusty. Right, but. and I heard LeBron was doing some traveling, so it doesn't sound like he was completely resting. Maybe resting mentally. Yeah, I, I and, think and physically. It, yeah. I mean, no matter what you're doing off the court, it's not going to be as taxing on the body as playing a real NBA game with that kind of cutting and right. just and the all-exertion they give every single game. Real dominant performance, though. 9 of 11 free throws, that's not too bad for LeBron. Uh 14 to 24 from the field. Super efficient. Oh, yeah. So clearly, whatever and he was doing was good for him, and he's ready to go. Kevin Love had a nice game as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tristan Thompson is perfect from the field. Didn't miss a nice. shot. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it, to me, I'm expecting it to just be sweep, sweep, sweep. Sweep. I was going to pick a sweep before this started. There was right. a lot of rumors in the wind, might you say, that were saying that. The Celtics were going to win one or two, but if they were going to win one, it was going to have to be the first game. And clearly now when we're recording this, we know that first game just didn't go their way. Yeah, I, I also I don't, heard... I just think it's going to be a It sweep. was going to be first game for, for the Celtics, or at least that's where they needed to get their win. Um, I, I think they could still get it in second, but I don't expect it. But they do have to get one of these home games or... Cleveland's just going to go back home and, and roll through them. Yeah, I think it's going to be tough to win on Cleveland's home court, but I even think winning this home game tomorrow, or not tomorrow, but the next home game here is going to be difficult. For sure. Because let's just assume the Cavs are obviously going to hold it down on their own floor. It's got to be in the back of LeBron's head that he wants the 12-0, and whether he hits the Warriors or the Spurs in the next round. And why not just win game two in the Boston Garden, you know, and take care of business, get that much closer, and then get into the finals 12-0? and 0. I agree. LeBron's an unstoppable force right now. I, I think him alone and what he's able to do with the whole team, not just his starters, but he comes out and he gets his bench rolling. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't really take a whole lot of time off the court right now. Because this is the most important time of basketball for LeBron, getting to the finals. Because every time you know LeBron is, you know, made it a point to get to the finals. Get to the finals. It's, I mean, <laughs> so, that's just become. That's you know, we you just know. know that's coming every year now until it doesn't. I don't see. I was discussing earlier today with someone. I just don't picture finals without LeBron. I I think finals. I think LeBron. Oh yeah. yeah. So that's just right. You know, that's just right now. That's that's the era we're in. And like you're saying, even when he comes out with that second unit, and you know, it's him, it's strong Williams, D. Will, um, Corver, Shumpert, and I Channing think it's either Fry. Channing or Richard Jefferson. I yeah. you know, but four of those five guys and LeBron come out. That unit, that unit is absolutely lethal. It absolutely is. Do you want to uh, talk about the pick that? Boston gets to have in June here their first pick that they won yesterday. Their first pick, which 
I was actually looking up on the kid as much as I could. And in my opinion, the prospected number one pick, I think he's a lot better than uh, Ball. Lonzo? Yeah. I just don't think that the Celtics really need a guard, though. But, like, every year it's always, you know, typically pretty. So you like Markel Fultz? Markel Fultz. I liked what I saw. He was a little stiff when he was shooting, but I think he had a better stroke and... uh, he was he was a little more aggressive than than Ball. Yeah, let's he, get let's get into that in a second here. Yeah. We'll talk about the Lakers two, Celtics one, right. but I want to talk about the Suns just for a fourth. second. Let me just get this off my chest. We got the fourth pick. We were the only team to move down last year mm-hmm. in the draft. We moved down one spot last year. No other team moved down. I don't think we've moved up since, like, the 80s in the draft. We haven't moved up in years. Right. And we moved down two spots. We're the only team this year to move down two spots. Now, you know me. I'm not big on conspiracy theories. When people say NBA games are rigged, I don't really think too much into that because I don't believe it to be true. But ever since the bent corner for Patrick Ewing back in the day, the bent corner when they used to do the envelopes, Mm -hmm. ever... The, the the conspiracy theory for the lottery just has always made a little bit more sense. <laughs> and it makes perfect sense that the Celtics, a major market team, gets first pick, that the NBA wants to succeed. The Lakers don't lose their pick by moving down. Why? Because the NBA wants the Lakers to succeed. But the Suns, no one cares if we're a There's casualty. There's a lot of money in the Lakers. There's a lot of money in the Lakers. TV ratings, people love getting up to see the Lakers. Not currently, but... Right. Historically. And they, they have actually some pretty good prospect young players. Yeah. So if they keep building, there's no reason why they can't be a force that just was made. Oh, exactly. And I'm not saying the draft is rigged, but if anything is rigged in the NBA... It would be. It, it would just make sense that yeah. they're messing with the little guy, the Suns, pushing us to the side and letting these two big teams move up. Just... No yeah. one no one's cares. No one's going to be screaming at their TV happy if we moved up in the draft, except a few thousand fans in Phoenix. But those Lakers moving up, Lakers fans across the country are rejoicing on that. World. I guarantee there's some across Lakers the players. And then, obviously, 76ers get third pick. Trust the process on that. Yeah. But, uh... So... Sorry, now that you let me vent a little bit, I'm sorry to go on the rant. Let's move back to the first and second pick here because it's either going to be Markel Fultz or it's going to be Lonzo and as you're saying you know the whole pick draft and how it's just kind of how it works out Lakers got second and Mm -hmm. the prospect is first Markel and that may be because these teams have a a favorite well well, Lakers well they want they want Lakers want Lonzo yeah Lonzo doesn't fit as well with Boston I don't think I think Markel would make more sense yeah but Lakers want Lonzo LeVar, or I don't know if it was LeVar or Lonzo who decided, but I imagine it was LeVar who decided Lonzo was only going to work out with the Lakers. He's not going to do any kind of workouts or interviews with any other team. Sure. So what I think is going to happen, and I wouldn't be surprised at all because the Celtics front office is really crafty, is I think what they're going to do is make a trade to the Lakers. Hey, let's trade. You give us the second pick. We get we, we give you the first pick. You give us the second pick. You can get Lonzo with the first pick. Otherwise, we're taking Lonzo. 
and they're going to try to blackmail him. But obviously, since they're <laughs> trading down picks, they're going to trade to number two. I mean, it's not like blackmail, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, we're going to take Lonzo if, if you don't, kind of giving him the ultimatum. Well, you're just giving him the, the, the ultimatum, right. So you're saying, well, we're just going to take him, yeah. and then you'll have to trade for him regardless, or so we can trade trade picks. So they'll get Markel in the second pick. The way the salary works is the first pick gets paid more than the second pick, so they'll get the guy they want second pick. They'll get to pay him a little bit less. It'll probably work to a million or two over three years. Right. And they'll make the Lakers throw in something on top, a second rounder in the future. Something. 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 And that would just be gold for them. So watch, watch out in June for that happening. Because I do think the Celtics are going to try to trade down with yeah. the Lakers, get the second pick. Otherwise, they might trade their pick away completely for a star. Hmm. Someone who really wants a guy like Lonzo or Markel. Sure. I, I, I can't think of a team off the top of my head here, guy, but someone who's maybe not competing at as high of a level as they want and Still trade an established star. The Pelicans, something. maybe they yeah. ship yeah. one of their two bigs over there and start new with Lonzo. Right. Yeah. It's going to be fun. The draft is always fun. I would have been much more excited if we had the first or second pick because there's kind of a fall off. You know, there's two really good guys. And then it gets pretty deep down to six or seven. If your eighth pick, like the Knicks, fell to, it's gonna you're gonna have trouble getting quality, or at least what you know a quality prospect. You know, right? After that, it gets a little more difficult, a little more dicey. Yeah, and then, yeah, it gets. But as always, you have these stars that don't always just come from the yeah. top five or so forth. So, yeah, we got Booker a couple years ago, and what was that? The twelfth or thirteenth pick? I he, think so, it was. Yeah. I mean, he's great. A lot yeah. of people came before <laughs> him who people who haven't scored. Everyone who came before him in the draft hasn't scored seventy yet. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for June. More yeah. more excited about the draft than I am about this little award show. Still, well, before we get to the reward show, which which well, you know, I still got mixed feelings on that. We'll see how that is. That could be cool. Like I said, I think the biggest uh, positive upside to that. Is it shows the growth of the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think that's great. You know, I'm a big fan of the NBA. I'm surprised it's not more of a popular sport in America. You know, obviously number one being you know football. Yeah, it was just gonna take some time. They're they're, they're losing popular. viewers. Basketball's gaming viewers. It's it's a scale, and it's it's gonna be tipped pretty soon as far as viewership goes. I think. And before we even get there, you know, we we got these finals to look forward to. Oh, the finals and, uh, are going to be great. And, you know, the other side to that is the Spurs-Warriors. Yeah, is it going to be Cavs-Warriors or is it going to be Cavs-Spurs? Uh, I'm thinking I'm thinking Warriors-Cavs. I, yeah. see, I, I even see them bringing the broom. It would be crazy to just watch it's this. It's not going to be the broom. I, if, if Kawhi comes back for Saturday's game, I can guarantee you it's not going to be a broom. I would hope not. Um, I, I had Spurs winning it uh, before the season even really started sure. late October. I was like, I got Spurs. I told a few few friends. And I think they would. I don't think there's any question in anyone's mind. At a minimum, it would be 1-1 right now if Kawhi didn't go down in that first game. They would have won right. that game. They right. lost by one bucket, and he was. they were up. Well, they went on a 20. run after that. That run may have not happened. You know, there's there's so a lot to consider. Definitely wouldn't. I mean, yeah, they the, the Warriors could have still technically won that game, but the, momentum but with the way it been, was going, and yeah. you take the Spurs' best player off the court, right. maybe the best player all around on the court between both the teams, right. debatably. You know, right? 
thinks better than Kevin Durant. It, I, <laughs> it depends depends the what you're aspect, looking for. I mean, but Kevin Durant's improved his one-on-one defensive, which is great for a, a team that is fast-paced because, you know, that's that's where they can last. Yeah, and improving your defense, your one-on-one defense, doesn't necessarily make you the best defensive player in the league. No. And Kawhi is the best defensive player in the league. I prefer ho- offense over defense, but... Yeah, it's good to have If, that. if you're going to have Kawhi Leonard on your team, yeah, you're going to start... Because he's pretty, he's pretty efficient that. from from the field. So I hate that that Confident happened. as well. I hate it too. And the way because that happened The series too. should be 1-1, if not 2-0 Spurs. Right. Because we don't know what would have happened in game two either. It wouldn't have been a blowout like it was. Right. And the way it happened. Yeah. You know. Um, I, I personally think that, obviously, Kawhi Leonard, you know, he's playing basketball. You know, basketball's a fast-paced game. Things are going to happen. Um my only well hold on let's let's slow down on that my think, think hold on things are gonna happen i mean it's a fast-paced game you or, know like i i'm not saying that or potentially Zaza dirty just, things are gonna dirt, happen dirty things do happen D- dirty and things do, and you so, shouldn't expect it and, that, and that's not my point like things happen it's a fast-moving game things happen but when you add in and you know i'll get to that how i feel about that mm-hmm. but my side of it to Kawhi leonard is they were up and then you get injured being up 20 points and you're shooting on a on a center mid-range. It's just, it's like, I don't know. I, I, saw, I saw the way he was playing and even plays before that just seemed like he was trying to play hard but couldn't keep up with his feet. Like, is it, you know, it just looked like he may have been having a well, little pain. hold up. You're talking about Zaza couldn't keep up with his feet? No, no, no. Why? Kawhi couldn't keep up with his feet. Yeah, it just seemed like he was having a little bit of a hard time, and you could see the the injury from when he rolled his ankle previously. Well, he wasn't one hundred percent. No, but I think right. he was definitely healthy enough to play. To I play. Think if Zaza didn't stick his foot under him while he was He'd landing, still be playing. You know, he would still be. Yeah, he would absolutely still be playing so, unless Zaza did it later in the game. You know, but yeah. I mean, so do you think that was a dirty play? Of course, it was a dirty play. You, you think it was a dirty play? But do you think that? Zaza did it with malicious intent. I think when you're in this league for as long as Zaza Pachulia is, and a lot of these players that learn how to use um, the facade of emotion, or I was just like Draymond Green, you know, he's always it's that's the way I that's the way I move. It's just like no, nah, yeah, your feet don't just fly up in the air. For and then no he reason. gets on his podcast and to call Kelly Olynyk the dirty dirtiest player. player. It's like, it's like I don't up, play dude. like that. Hold up, you have you... forty four flagrants. Kelly Olynyk has like three. Well, we also have to factor in how many more minutes and games Regardless. Draymond has played than Kelly Olynyk. I'm not saying Draymond doesn't have the right to call Kelly Olynyk a dirty player. But it was surprising to hear it from him, kind of, nonetheless. You know, I guess that's just him. He's kind of an out there, in-your-face, give-your-heart-to-everyone kind of guy. And I actually think that would be fun discussion sometime. A little bit of, uh, you know, Draymond talking, how the things he says. Because there's a lot to go into with that, in my opinion. The whole flat earth thing is just like, oh, yeah, just getting on board with Kyrie Irving and the flat earth, which this whole free thinker, you know, aspect of people, like, Oh, you got to be a free thinker. Think for yourself. And I'm on your side. We meant earlier when you were mentioning conspiracies, not big on conspiracies. 
And people may even think that some of these dirty moves that happen, like Zaza and uh, the way he moves, is a conspiracy. That's how he would probably. Well, it's not it, a right? cons- not a conspiracy. Well, but... no, no, that that you know he's doing these things on purpose. Even in the past, you know, he grabbed Kawhi Leonard by the wrist once. Yeah. Pulled him down, wrapped him around. It's like, why are you still holding on to this man? Gave David Lee a little chicken wing in the face yeah. when he was on the Spurs. Yeah. yeah, there was a couple of different plays. Yeah. Most of them happened when uh, he was on Dallas, I think. Yes, when Dallas, Dallas, was and on at, Dallas and Atlanta, actually, too. Oh, were some of them all the way back to his Atlanta yes. days? Yes. Uh, He's just, I missed consistent. the Zaza Atlanta days. It's consistent. So that's when you have to look at it and be like, all right, so this person probably just makes it so believable in his self that he's he will never probably admit and be like, no, I wasn't being malicious. I was just moving. It's like, no, nah, you wanted that person oh, to no. fall he, he is, He's foot. admitting it to himself. He knows what he did or didn't do. He's the only one who knows, but he knows. I just think, I just... I don't think his mindset's tricking him into thinking he didn't do something bad on purpose if he did it on purpose. I just wouldn't be surprised if that's the way some of these players carry themselves because you do have to be an actor. You have to, like, you know, flopping all of it. You all have to put a little bit Well, of, not everyone flops. Not no, everyone I'm not acts, saying everyone but, does, but when they do, you can tell and you know that they're trying to. They have to be. And if they're not trying to, that's when I'm saying that they're not admitting to it and they probably wouldn't even admit it to themselves. Yeah, I feel you on that. Uh, so, so this series, everyone's counting the Spurs out. Right. If Kawhi comes back for this Saturday game, sure. I still have the Spurs to win. You still have the Spurs to win. It's not going to be a walk-away easy job for them to do, but no. yeah, they win the next two at home, and then the series is 2-2, and everyone's already done what they're supposed to do. You're supposed to win at home. Then they got a three-game series to do what they were going to do in game one one more time and win at home. Win game six at home, either win game five or game seven. I mean, it, I mean it's... Uh, it's pop, you know? If I don't care Tony Parker or not, they might be better without Tony Parker. You think so? I mean, I don't know so as a fact, <laughs> but there, there's definitely a chance. Yeah. I mean, some of these young guys are stepping up. Oh, yeah. I mean, we can't rely on and Simmons and alone. Yeah, oh, obviously. They're always going to be there. Pau Gasol, David Lee. And if LaMarcus Aldridge can continue to kind of step up his game, he's never been to the conference finals before, I don't think. I think it's nerve-wracking. I, I, actually, yeah, it's nerve-wracking. I actually personally give LaMarcus Aldridge a lot of flack when I discuss him with my peers and you know acquaintances or friends mm-hmm. just because of the Spurs are a made team. They always have been. And their first purchase, basically, like outright purchase for a superstar, this is in our starting lineup now. Well, not superstar, but well, no, big my name, point big is name. big name, gonna be in the starting lineup immediately, Lamarcus Aldridge. Yeah. And last year they didn't make it very far. No. And this year, as soon as he had to become that main option, I watched the game. It's just I seemed like he only had two moves. You know, he's just like pull, pull, uh, you know. Step around, jumper, fade away. It's just like, man, like, he doesn't even yeah. get to the hole. It seems like he doesn't know how to just make himself that that strong center power forward against a team that doesn't always have the best paint protection. Like, Draymond is a great rim protector, but against someone like LaMarcus Aldridge, I think he would maybe be able to take advantage oh, of the absolutely. size. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
And when he's going up against, well, maybe know, not a guy like Draymond Green because he's not exactly an easy person to gifted, you know. Yeah, but someone I, a little more about getting buckets could definitely take advantage if they were if they were smaller. Right. Lamarcus doesn't. I was surprised with the acquisition when they made it. Yeah. Um, he he's never been known for his defense, but he's a good offensive player, and I don't blame the Spurs for trying to improve. I just think they should have maybe went a different route. Sure. I, I like the Pow edition. Yeah. I. I know that Pop's been benching Powell because of his lack of defense, but if you let Powell run your offense a little more and have a little bit more of the offense flowing through him, it, it, they, they, do they well. can come up with some different plays. Like, they need to get Powell in a little bit of a pick-and-roll situation and uh, even having him run in the pick-and-roll sometimes with LaMarcus. And I, I don't know. I, don't, I wish I could see them doing a little more of that. I wish I could just see, especially without Kawhi, but once, them doing well without Kawhi, and, yeah. and and not have to rely on him so heavily. So what do you think happened last night? They just they gave up before the game started. They're like, man, no Kawhi, we just can't do this, guys. Or was it just they no. were that much outmatched? No, because because I think they're Popovich, too professional for that. They're too professional for that, and Popovich is always going to know what to do in a situation especially if he's given time, guaranteed that he's able to prepare for that game and make the best decisions that are right for the team. Whether or not it's enough... Time will tell. Time will tell. So, I think Jonathan Simmons played well. I think having two rookies, basically, as your immediate bench players for the guard position against a guard-heavy team is a lot of pressure. So they do the best they can, man. Well, it's the vets a, are going to have to step up. You're gonna the have vets to have are going to have to step up, but the rookies... But the vets more so, I'm saying. Like Anderson and Murray, they get a lot of minutes right now. Yeah, Anderson's been around a few years, though, now. I mean, he's... New addition to the team. No, he's been on the... No, no they drafted oh, okay. him. I think uh, the 2014 draft, they drafted him. Okay. Um, But... He hasn't really developed. I mean, obviously Simmons uh, is a little bit older and kind of bounced around, did his own thing for four years, a journeyman before he even got to the NBA. But um, so he, he he's doing a little bit better than Anderson right now, quite a lot better. Anderson really hasn't developed into a solid NBA player yet that they can rely on. He can give you some good minutes, but Simmons is really the only one. And you like Murray too? I don't really care for either Murray or Anderson, but I like Jonathan Simmons, Simmons a lot. Yeah, I, okay. I've been, I've been, uh, you know, kind of watching what Simmons has been doing since his like first year, just because of how he got brought into the league. Yeah, he basically paid his way to just prove that he could do it. Yeah, he had to pay. I don't remember exactly what he paid, but no it, was, idea, it was like a few thousand the, the dollars or a few hundred dollars pay, just to work out for the right. team, just to try out for the team, and. He's a yeah, hard worker. He's, he's definitely bounced around, and it paid off for him. And he's a baller. He's great. But, yeah, Both the other ends. guys are not going to be able to rely on. That's why no Kwai, no win. But I think if Kwai comes back and they can win these two at home. But what about these residual injuries and just... Eh, Kwai's pretty durable, you know? It's, uh... When you think of constantly injured players, you don't think of Kwai. It's just one thing that's kind of nagging him over and over again and it's his ankle recently right and thinking about the injury and what you know the way it happened if Kawhi does come back there has to be some kind of just with the refs like looking out for dirty plays like I know they have to be probably just completely unbiased and just watch it as it happens 
But you, what, what do you think they would have to take in consideration? You know, here's an injured player, and you know, Zaza with what's going on right now. Do you think they take media into account at all? What do you mean by media? Like, you know, there's a lot of people talking about. No, I, I, I think it comes from above. I think the commissioner and his staff consider that kind of stuff. Okay. And they consider what people are saying, and then they give the memo. They just pass the memo on down. Hey. Make keep sure you yeah keep an eye out for this interesting because it already is a common foul. But what the media is all ramped up about is they want it to be maybe a flagrant or something right. a little bit more aggressive. Some, as far as yeah. punishment goes, but then like the argument goes, when do you call it and when do you don't? Do you only call it in the situation that Zaza did today, or oh, I'm sorry on Sunday, or do you also take into account what? Lamarcus did yesterday to Kevin Durant yeah. when he did a little shimmy under? It was pretty much, much the, the same, same thing. thing. It's just Kevin Durant was more healthy, and he had a better... And he didn't get hurt. And yeah, he didn't get hurt. So do they both? would they both get the flagrant, or only Zaza, because... An injury happened? An like, injury happened? It's tough to tell. That's not very fair, because then everyone would just be like, all right, I'll just take a flagrant, you know, come out there, and this, person, <laughs> this person's out for the game. Yeah. They're, they're going to... I mean, I just don't want to see players unnecessarily get injured. Me if it was an accident, it was an accident. What Zaza did definitely looked like more of an accident than what Draymond did last year to Steven Adams. Yes. You know what I'm So, like, if we're on, yes. like, the level of accidents and the level of dirty, it wasn't a straight-up, clear-cut kick to the balls. It was it was a shuffle that looked somewhat suspicious. You remember the uh, Andrew Bynum and J.J. Barea? He basically just floored this guy. When was that? I can't tell you the year. I just, Kyle has talked about it with me whenever we've talked about dirty plays, and that's something that's always stuck out in his mind, and I've seen it before. <laughs> but so, Andrew Bynum, like, J.J. Brea, like, goes up for, like, a layup, and oh, Andrew Bynum yeah. lays him out. It was the last game Andrew Bynum played for years, and he popped his shirt off. He, yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. When they yep. were exiting the uh, he just took it out. the yeah, Western he knew Conference it. He's just finals, like, All right, we're or maybe done. it was the first round. Yeah, that was a few years ago. His last game as a Laker. Yeah. And his last game for a few years after that, yeah, that was pretty much the end of his career. Yeah, what happened to that guy? Yeah, that is <laughs> that is an iconic one. Right. As far, but that was that was a clear cut dirty play. Oh. There is no question. Yeah, that's that, why he took his that's jersey at the off. Top of the pyramid. That's yeah. a, that's above the Draymond kick to the Stephen Adams. Yeah. You know, it's right. We'll have to make a flow chart of all the dirty plays. So the there's dirtiest. like a level of each one. Yeah. 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 yeah we'll make that flow chart for next time. <laughs> actually, for sure. Yeah, so, more discussion next time for sure. Definitely, I got yeah. Spurs and seven still. Yeah, I got. I got. Put it out Warriors there for the world. Four. I don't want anyone shocked when sweep, it happens. Spurs sweep, and seven, no sweep. Sweepage. Sweep. There's gonna be a sweep in the East. There's yes. gonna be two sweeps. No, it's gonna I think it's just sweep. a constant. I think it was just a consistent flow right to the finals. It didn't matter. <laughs> it's just sweep, sweep, sweep. Nice, nice. All right, that sounds good. Let's uh, continue this discussion later in the week or sometime early next week. Until then, Spitting Hoops is out.